us, O Lord, on Christ's revelation, make our lives brand new. Restore my soul. Say it one more time. Restore my soul, Lord, give me a new nature. Let thy Holy Spirit Revelation, let your life bring you. We stop. We worship you. We worship you because you are our Father. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Because you are our maker, we worship you, Lord. Let's say it one more time. We worship you. Because you are our Father, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Because you are our maker, we worship you, Lord, we worship you. Amen. We are grateful to speak for herself. <laughs> Amen. God bless you richly. So we've got, we've got talents that are just hidden here that have got to be mined. Amen. So we let me tell you something. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Uh, you can only improve when you have started. If you don't start, you will never improve. Amen. I often tell the people that Bill Gates released Windows 295. He knew that it was not a perfect product. Then he came in 98. He released Windows 98 to improve Windows 95. Then he came and he released Windows 2000 because he realized Windows 98 was not perfect. But had he never released 95, he would have never improved it in 98. Are you here, folks? Start and improve. He who doesn't start would never improve. Are we together? And in this church, I have tried my best to develop the capacity to make mistakes and learn from mistakes. Brother Brenham, there is one man that were about to write an exam. He tells us that it was a job interview. <clears throat> so they came and gave him an eraser. And he said, what would I use an eraser for? They say, in case you make mistakes. He says, me, I never make mistakes. Then the assessor said, you are the kind of person that we don't want in our company. <laughs> Uh, we together. Amen. Uh, so uh, I encourage you, do the best that you can do for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Without waste of time, let us turn to the scriptures. I will read Revelation 10.
Revelation 10, verse 7. Had this verse not been fulfilled, we were going to tell each other fairy tales this morning. Hallelujah. Had this verse not been fulfilled, we will be feeding on on seminary diet. And it was going to give us an allergy. Um, A spiritual rush. But because this verse was fulfilled, the food was stored so that the bride can feed on the hidden manna. And we want to thank God for the fulfillment of this scripture. Amen. Revelation 10, verse 7, it reads in this manner, But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished, as he hath declared to his servants the prophets. Amen. Now, let's bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, we are very much thankful this morning. We want to thank you for making it possible as our brother was just giving a testimony of how he used to be in the Hindu faith and today he's in this faith that is based upon the word of God. I believe every man and woman this morning, those that have had a spiritual realization would deem it to be a grand privilege to carry that title of being a message believer. Lord, I just wonder where would we be had you not sent Malachi for? What kind of sermons would we be exposed to? How would we live had this man never came our way? And I will forever be indebted to you for having sent him in our time. This morning I can be able to stand here with confidence knowing that I have tapped into the storehouse and the eaglets are here to feed on the revealed weight of the hour. Lord, we realize, as our prophets say, when you recognize the weight of God to be the eagle's food, then you have heard from our theophany. This morning, my desire, every man and woman that has a theophany, may they hear from their theophany. If there is a misalignment between them and their theophanies, let the way to bring an alignment so that a believer can have that moment of realization and realize how privileged we are. This message is not a bunch of laws. This message is a product of love. It came our way because you love us, dear God. I don't deem it to be lost in the do's and don'ts, but I believe that is the, is the very Christ that walked here 2,000 years ago that embodies himself in the believers and live what he once expected to be lived in this hour. Ah, Lord, we just want to love you and thank you for that. Had we tried to leave this message on our own, we would have never, ever been able to do that. But I'm glad that I can say Christ lives this message through us. And for that, we are thankful. We have read a portion of a scripture. The Bible is the only book that one must read with an author in attendance. And the author has made a personal commitment that wherever two or 
three people are gathered and are not just gathered in vain, but are gathered around the word of God. He made a personal commitment that he would be in their midst. And I believe you are here, dear God. And you being here, those that are sick and afflicted, there is a possibility based on their faith that when they leave these premises, their lives may never be the same. If there is somebody that is strained, dear God, we live during a neurotic age where people are depressed, dear God. But Heavenly Father, I want to set every man and woman free by this prayer because where the Spirit of God is, there is a liberty. I expect a liberation of people, dear God. And those that are heavy laden, they've got an opportunity to cast their burdens upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, there must never be any woman, any man that leaves this building the same. Because there is going to be a supernatural encounter with the supernatural goal for the supernatural move in order to produce the supernatural result. Help us to tap into the supernatural realm where we can never be disturbed by the devil. We commit every man and woman here to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you richly as we take our seats. <clears throat> Amen. Okay. Now, if I can just have water, Brother Grace. <clears throat> this morning, I want us to to speak on a a title which may but you will enjoy as we move right along, but it may make you to be quite uh, surprised. But for those that are eagles, they would not be surprised. I want to speak on the title, A New Bible. Hallelujah. A New Bible. <clears throat> I know that you are conflicted. You don't know whether to say amen. Because you don't know which way it may go. <clears throat> I'm glad for you for being cautious. Amen. You say, Pastor, amen, but momentarily we would find out whether our amen is justified or it is not justified. Amen. Maybe so that you can just relax so that you and I can, 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 can speak to each other. When I speak about a new Bible. I am not referring to that there is going to be another Bible other than the one that we have already received. I hear folks. And I'm not referring to a new Bible that somebody might have bought for you. Are we together? I'm speaking about the very Bible becoming a new Bible. Hallelujah. And what does it mean? Why am I talking in this manner? <clears throat> we have come to realize that in our time, you can open the Bible and still, with an open Bible, still have a closed Bible. Are you here, folks? You can have an open Bible and yet be a closed Bible. What do I mean is that it's not a matter of just flipping through the pages of the Bible, but you need 
a, a divine revelation that would make you, once you have opened the Bible, that it must further supernaturally open to your eyes. Are we together? So when I speak about the new Bible, I'm not talking about a new pages. I'm simply speaking about you, God, giving you the supernatural look to look at the same Bible and wonder and say, goodness, is this the very Bible that I had when I was in Methodist? Is it the same Bible that I had when I was a Pentecostal? What changed is because God opened your eyes and your very old Bible became a new Bible. Are we together? Not because some men, and uh, maybe <clears throat> while at it, uh, the message uh, uh, in China, uh, believers picked it up that uh, the, there was no reliable uh, Chinese Bible. And then the brothers, uh, uh, I think through the leadership of Brother Ed Biscard and another fine brother, Brother Eddie Murphy, they worked many, many hours. There was a time where I hear that Brother Murphy would spend the whole night at church. A whole night not going home because they were translating the Bible uh, into Chinese, King James Bible into Chinese so that it becomes reliable. Message people have done that. Now I'm told uh, in China there is a church, the main church is owned by the government. Now when they were presented with this new King James Version Bible that was translated by message believers, uh, one of the leaders of this uh, church, of this government church, they were having a dinner with this brother, Murphy, and they said to him, uh, we just want to know this Bible is a good Bible. We never had a reliable Chinese Bible. You guys have helped us. But uh, I want to know whether this Bible, does it have a commentary? You know that the Bible has got a commentary, Schofield commentary. So is there any, the author of the translator of this Bible, that has he given you guys the commentary? Brother Murphy, I'm told in that, or during that lunch, he said, no, 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 it does not have a commentary. Now, once the dinner was done and they were on their way back home, he got off the car, this government leader. He said again, he said, I just want to ask again, do you tell me, want to tell me that such a good Bible does it not have a commentary? Then Brother Murphy right there, he says the Holy Spirit dropped something in his heart. He says, wait a minute, there is a commentary. And then he took out a memory stick and he gave him the software, the table message software. And said, that is the commentary of the Bible that we are talking about. Are we together? So it has a Why? It's because the message makes you look at the Bible from a totally new perspective. Do I have the witnesses in the building? Hallelujah. You own the same Bible, but when it comes under the light of the hour, then you begin to, 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 to look at it and wonder and say, is this the very Bible that I've always had? And, and, and we have picked up that there are unanswered biblical questions that were answered by the message of the hour. There are certain things that are in this Bible. Without the message of the hour, 
you are going to have a problem. You are not going to find an answer to that. Uh, we're together. Uh, and, and I'm going to get into some of the things uh, that... Uh, uh, and, 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 and I know a few brothers would know there was a discussion where... Uh, 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 I'll get to that. <clears throat> there was a dispute about the father of Joseph uh, because it seemed like the Bible was giving an impression that... Uh, uh, is it Jacob was his father, and as well as who is the name of the other gentleman, the mother, the father of Mary. So we'll get into that. Amen. But uh, it's quite amazing that uh, you can be here, not know even how to write your name, but yet, when it comes to the biblical questions, you are able to answer without having gone through the seminary. Uh, we're together. Uh, I'm told of a place where uh, there was no preacher, and the pastor would send a young man to go and preach there for the old ladies. And when the young man got there to preach to the old ladies, uh, he started preaching. But later on, because young people, some, some of them are quite balanced, but some of them get excited and can take a quotation and get excited around a quotation. Then he started dropping some of the things that did not tie up with the message. Those old ladies did not know how to study. They, they couldn't read, they couldn't write. But immediately when the young men started going off the rail, they immediately phoned the pastor and said, Pastor, you need to sort out this young man. Things that he's preaching, I don't know where he's getting them from. So my question is, where did the old ladies find out that this young man is not preaching the right? They don't have the message software. They don't have the books. They cannot read. They cannot write. But because the spirit, their theophanies, you cannot mislead their theophanies. The moment something is presented and is not according, it's not for the diet of a theophany. A theophany rejects it. And the Gogo knows that if a theophany rejects it, I may not understand it, but something is wrong. I must get a hold of the pastor so that the pastor can come and just sort out this matter. What am I simply saying? The bride shall never be deceived. Ah, are we together? Now, the prophet of God says here, yeah, and brothers, let, let, don't be ashamed. Our ministry, our way of doing things, our way of resolving things, our way of looking things, it is based on the teachings of William Brennan. Are we together? Don't even be ashamed of that. The message is not the extension of the Bible. The message is the very Bible that we've always had. Are we together? It's not an addition. You don't add to it. So you, our marriages are based on the teachings of William Brennan. The way we raise our children is based on the teachings of William Brennan. Are we together? Even our interaction with our bosses is based upon the teachings of William Brennan. Why? It's because it was not his teachings, but it was the teachings of the Holy Ghost through the men of God. And because the Holy Ghost is in us, it is the Holy Ghost that has got an appetite for the teachings of William Brenham because it is the Holy Ghost that produced the teaching and it's the Holy Ghost that must consume the teaching. I hope we are together here. Amen. Now, we, let's get into this issue of a, a Bible and I'm going to get into certain things. Uh, the prophet in the message, the feast of the trumpets, he says, paragraph 43, 
He says, immediately after that, the angels of the Lord, I think it's the Feast of the Trumpets, he preached the same message twice, but I'm referring to the one that he preached on the 19th of July, 1964. Paragraph 43, he says, immediately after that, the angels of the Lord appeared and told about the seven trumpets or the seven seals that I was to return back here to Jeffersonville and preach the seven seals. And there, if I've ever said anything that was inspired, it was in that. Stay with me. It doesn't mean that you take other spoken words and discard them and say, I only have the seals. Actually, Brother Bram said, when you get into the seals, you realize that everything was contained in the seals. Serpent seed was contained in the seals. Marriage and divorce was contained. And actually, if you don't see the seals, you may end up not even seeing marriage and divorce. Are we together? If you don't see the seals, you may never understand God hate. Amen. Then it says, I was to return back here to Jeffersonville and preach the seven seals. And there, if I've ever said anything that was inspired, it was in that. There where the angel of the Lord met us, the Bible became a new Bible. Hallelujah. I've already explained to you what it means that the Bible became a new Bible. There it opened up and revealed all the things that the reformers and things had left out. So Martin Luther was a great man, but there are certain things that he left out. Hallelujah. How many know that Martin Luther would preach a very mighty sermon, but immediately after the service he would be greeting believers outside the church while he's smoking his pipe. Hallelujah. And God could not condemn him because it was during a season of partial realization. Are we together? But you and I, we are at a much higher power or we've got more faults than what Luther had. Because everything that they left as reformers, the prophet was here to restore everything back to the church. I don't know. There are certain questions that Martin Luther would never respond to or answer, but you can respond to those questions. And I can take it further. There are certain questions that Paul would have never responded to. Because when he went to the third heaven and came back, he said, uh, for 14 years, I couldn't tell people what had transpired. But in our time, then we had the nitty-gritties of what happened. A man tells us that I was lying on the bed and I began to leave my body. Hallelujah. And I, I moved into another dimension and I begin to see believers that were between the age of 18 and 21. This man is beginning to tell us that no other messenger has ever told us. He comes, he tells us that the very point where Abraham met Melchizedek, at that very spot, that is where the new Jerusalem will erupt. These these things, you can never find them at any other place. It has to be in the message of the hour. And I'm going to get into certain things that if you really enjoy the message and enjoy the Bible, you will really have a good time. Because when I prepared this, I actually had a good time. Amen. There it opened and revealed all the things that the reformers and things had left out. It was the complete revelation of Jesus Christ, altogether new to us, but perfectly exactly with the scripture. That was the way it which has always been there. Are we together? Now, I want to come to this second 
uh, and I want to show you how your relationship with the messenger must never be casual. And if, if the messenger says something, you don't understand it, hang on to it. At the right time, God will reveal it. Amen. I'm saying the mystery of your salvation at any given age, it lies with the messenger of your hour. Are we together? And I've often mentioned that uh, how would you have known that it was the season to leave Egypt unless you came in contact with Moses? How would you have known how the lamp was supposed to be cooked if you never met Moses? Because Moses had the recipe of the lamb and how it had to be cooked, how it had to be eaten. So you, if you are not in the Moses zone, you are not going to be exposed to the secrets of Exodus. If you look at Moses and hear him stutter and you dismiss him as this person that cannot speak properly, I can tell you with your eloquency, you are going to remain in Egypt. But those that were able to look beyond the stuttering of Moses and acknowledge him as the messenger of the hour, they were on their way to salvation. Are we together? So, um, you you look at Mordecai, you look at Esther. Esther would have never known what she had to do unless she came in contact with Mordecai. Mordecai is the one that told even Esther what was the purpose of her coming into the palace and say you were born for such a time as this. She would have never known until there was a messenger. In Joshua, you look at them. How would they have known how to divide the land? Except the Holy Ghost through Joshua allowed him to divide the land and place every man positionally. What would have Elisha been without Elijah? What would have Joshua been without Moses? What would have the disciples, what would have the people during the first church age being without Paul? What would have the people in the last age be without William Brenham? Hallelujah. Folks, let me tell you something. William Brenham is a messenger from God. I I think we have gone even past that stage where we debate to us is a vindicated messenger of God and we say this based on the results of the ministry. Yes, his name is written in the Bible, Malachi 4. Behold, I will send you. And if you are you, that is being spoken about. You say, Lord, thank you. Elijah came my way. This you is not for everybody. It is for a specific class of people that are waiting for Elijah. And you know why Elijah had to be sent during our time? It's because during our time, we've had four horse riders. The white horse rider, the red horse rider, uh, the black horse rider, and the pale horse rider, which was the religious power, the political power, the demonic power. And in our time, those powers came together. Now you've got a a, a pale horse rider, which means death. Are we together? But uh, the beauty about it, there's only one ministry. I will repeat you that there is only one ministry in the end time. You remember Elijah when he was supposed to go to a certain place. He got there before Ahab could get there. How many remember that time? He over, he outran the horses. 
and got there before the horses got there. The Elijah ministry is the ministry that overruns the horses. If you're not part of the Elijah ministry, the white horse will overrun you. The red horse will overrun you. The pale horse will run you. But if you are under the Elijah ministry, before the devil gets there, you're already there. Because the ministry can overrun horses. And when I speak about horses, I'm not talking about animal. I'm talking about the power of the enemy. Are you, are you glad to be a message believer? Do you consider it to be a grand privilege? Visitors hear me out. You can look at the message and think it's difficult. Don't try to leave it. Just, just yield yourself and let God come into you. You will amaze even your friends. Amen. He says in this message, the unveiling of God. Paragraph 184, it says, Oh, brother, sister, are you catching it? Amen. Are you catching it this morning? Amen. Look, don't you see it's been veiled through these ages according to what God said. Remember, brother says, in which time would Moses have desired to live in? This time. In which time with Peter, the one that was fishing with Jesus, in which time you would have desired to live in? But you want to live during their time. Yes, if I'm, I'm preaching, some of you say, oh, only if I was there. No, my brother. They wanted to live during your time. And if, I mean, if somebody wants to live in your house, and you want to live in their house, Surely there must be something that you are missing in your house. Amen. There's something that you are missing. Are we together? If you are living during our time and you desire to have lived during Jesus' time, there is something that you are missing about our time. Amen. He says it's been revealed, it's been veiled through these ages. And according to what God said, it will be open in the last days. Those seven seals will break. And the full thing will come into view of the people. That's what's taking place all along. The hour of the seventh angel's message. All the mysteries of God should be known in that Elijah at that hour. All these mysteries of God should be known. In that Elijah. Amen. If you want to know all the mysteries of God in our time, where do we need to go to? You need to find Elijah. Because everything will be known in that Elijah. God made Elijah to contain all these mysteries and to break the seals and all the full view of the whole thing comes into public view or to a private view to the bride. Are we together? Now, when I get, let me get into my things, in denominations, they still battle with certain things that they cannot understand. But to us, it's, a, it's, a, it's very simple things. Uh, uh, I came across a theological article. And in that theological article, they were talking and saying, uh, actually, uh, 
Cain, who did Cain marry? And the, the theologians in that article were saying, oh, he must have married an ape. Must have found an ape somewhere and got married to an ape. I mean, these are people with degrees, folks. These people have gone through the seminary, they've got certificates, are certificated. Uh, say, no, it must have been one ape that he got married to. And I looked and said, gee, all right, amen. Which brings me to a statement. They say you, sometimes you can be certificated without being educated. And sometimes you can be educated without being certificated. Amen. Amen. Uh, doesn't mean that if there is a certificate on the wall, what the certificate affirms, it doesn't mean that all is in the head. Amen. Uh, it could be 30% pass on the wall, 70% lost somewhere. Amen. Yes, young men, 30% is not a good start. Amen. You would never want to be operated by a doctor who got his degree by 30%. Amen. It has to be a 99%, 95% somewhere there. But and they asked Brother Brenham this question. In question and answers, paragraph 115, they say, or... Oh, they say, how many would like to know what we believe of Cain and who Cain's wife was? And, and you know, there, you, you would understand why theologians, they quickly adopted the view that Cain got married to an ape. Because they, they did not want the people to scratch that surface. They just want the people to move over the surface. Because they asked Brother Bram a simple question and say, who did Cain get married to? Brother Bram says, do you want to know what we believe of Cain? Do you see that now? It goes broader now. Yeah. Because then when you begin to speak, there's a lot that we are going to speak about Cain as well. He says, I will tell you what Cain did. And it's the only sensible answer you can figure. Cain married his own sister. He had to, for there was only one female on the earth. The Bible gives a record of three being born, uh, which was Cain, Abel, and Seth. And when you go and check in the Bible, and you check the genealogy of Adam, you, picked, you will pick up if brothers say, don't, you don't need to read in your Bible, they will bring the scripture on the screen. Genesis 5, verse 4. Genesis 5, verse 4. Uh, it says, And in the days of Adam, after he had begotten Seth, were 800 years. 
and he begat sons and daughters. But when you go and get look in the genealogy, you find that the births of the daughters were not recorded. It was the birth of the sons that were recorded. So that means Eve had daughters that were never recorded, but they were there. Now Cain married his own sister. Amen. We know that it was lawful. Abraham married the cousin they used to marry, but I would not encourage you today to marry your sister. It's not allowed. Are we together? But, but uh, we, are, we are not just interested in the statement that uh, he married his sister. We are, not, we are more interested in the broader context of it because this is very simplistic. Then he goes further because once, once you go and look at Cain, and, and you have answered the question as to who he, did he marry, then you've got to go and check who's Cain. Because, look, the reason theologians are saying he married an ape is because they would have never said he married his own sister. Because the moment you say he married his own sister, we're going to ask, do you have an a quotation or a scripture because remember, a scripture must answer a scripture. Now, if you are going to say and I'm just said he married his own sister, did I give you a scripture? I gave you a scripture. There were daughters that were there but whose births were not recorded. Are we together? Now, furthermore, I've spoken to you about the genealogy. Didn't I do that? Uh, I think it's uh, Genesis 4, my brother, if you can go to it. It's just uh, one chapter from there. Go on. We'll come to that. Just go to 5. Chapter 5. I hope you're not in a hurry, church. Nothing is left in the microwave. Don't leave things in the microwave when you come to church because you will burn the house should the rapture take place while we are in church. (laughs) Amen. Verse 1. Leave it at verse 1. It says, This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made he him. Which book? This is the book of the generations of Adam. Verse 2. Male and female created he them and blessed them and called their name Adam in the day when they were created. Verse 3. And Adam lived on in 130 years and begat a son in his own likeness and after his image and called his name Seth. And in the days of Adam, after he had begotten Seth, were 800 years, and he begot sons and daughters. Five. And all the days that Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. Six. And Seth lived 105 years, and begot Enos. 
And when you go and check, you realize that because Cain killed Abel, Seth came to replace Abel. Are we together? But uh, when it lists the genealogy of Adam, it omits Cain. Cain is not brought into the picture. And the question would be, why is Cain not brought into the picture? And we are going to get into that. Are we together? So, I'm simply saying, if Cain is not factored into the genealogy of Adam, why did the Bible omit him? Are there any reasons? Let's move to John 8, verse 44. John, St. John 8, verse 44. St. John 8, verse 44, brothers. We're going to have to move with speed. <coughs> if not, then I will continue. It says in John 8, verse 44, there it is. It says, that's Jesus' words now. He, he says, ye are of your father, the David. This is this Jesus is telling you that the devil has the ability for fatherhood. This is the Jesus. There's a lot that is loaded in that statement. The devil, the Jesus is telling you that the devil has children. And somebody say, Oh yes, because he's he's a spirit, he's got to have uh, children. But let's carry on. And the last, last of your father, you will do. He's telling us that the devil is lastful. Folks, are you, are you, do you see where we are going? He's got the ability to father. And he's got the ability to last. He was a murderer from the beginning. Stay with me here. When you look at that statement that you are of your father, the David, you can leave it in the spiritual realm. And your father is lustful. You can leave it in the spiritual realm. But the moment you speak about murder, it speaks about the physical realm. So already it tells you that when we speak about the devil being a father, it's not only confined at the spiritual level, it is as well at the physical realm. And when we say his last fall is not only on the spiritual realm, it's as well as the physical realm. And when we speak about murder, now we speak about the physicality of the operation of the devil. And about not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh, when he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is a liar and the father of it. Are we together? Now, I want to draw your attention. It says he was a murderer from the beginning. Are we together? Where is the beginning? The moment you speak about the beginning, the Bible says in the beginning, 
God created the heavens and the earth. When you speak about the beginning, you begin to speak about time element. So, for you to know what transpired, how he became a father, how he became a murderer, you've got to go back to the beginning. And when you get to the beginning, you've got to go and check, was there a murder scene in the beginning? And when you find the murder scene, you need to investigate all characters that are associated with the murder scene. And if I go back to the beginning, I come to Genesis chapter 3, and I find that in Genesis, there was a murder. And when I investigate, I find that Abel was murdered. And when I find that who was the accused, I find that Cain was the accused. And when I find out who lied about the whereabout of Abel, it was Cain. And when I go further, I realize that if I dig further, it tells me that Cain, the reason he was omitted from the genealogy of Adam, maybe the Bible is telling you that Cain was not the son of Adam. Are you here, folks? Do you get where we are going? Now, it tells me that between Adam and the serpent, I will use Cain to envy, to use his traits, personality traits, and the personality traits will point me back to who the real father is. If you want to know and investigate who I am, sometimes check my son. The way he walks, he walks like me. He speaks like me. He will have my demeanor. So you can see the traits of the father upon the child and you can say, no wonder I could see that's your son. And what criteria are we going to use in order to assess the real fatherhood of Cain or the, who is the father of Cain? We are going to use murder. And we are going to say, be Adam. Have you ever murdered anyone? Adam says, no, I never murdered anyone. Have you ever lied? Yes, after the fall. But we need to go and check what caused him to do that. Then, have you ever been lustful? No, I was never lustful. But then, who is a... How many understand what lust is here? Yes, last is when you will see a woman walking down the road and she's dressed in a certain manner and you are busy swallowing your saliva. Amen. And while I have got a scripture, if you look at a woman and lust after her, you have already committed adultery with her in your heart. Amen. One sister said, you know, we excommunicate brothers that commit the physical adultery. If we were to excommunicate brothers based on that scripture, most churches will be empty. <laughs> Amen. France has got the highest incidence of accidents because when men drive down the road, they keep on looking at the rear mirror, they see women, the next thing they, there's a... Uh, a crash. Which animal or which character in the scene 
was lustful. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's go to Genesis chapter 3 and investigate the sin. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. It says, Now the serpent was more subtle, clever, cunning, than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. When you look at the intellectual hierarchy within the animal kingdom, the serpent was right at the top. I know that the lion never spoke at any point in time. It has always roared. I know the cat never spoke. It always mute. But it is an animal that once spoke. And he said unto the woman, Ye have, he said to the woman here, Hath God said ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Verse 2. The woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. The serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall surely, ye shall not surely die. Now we see, did you hear the father of lies? The very first person to speak a lie in the beginning was the serpent. Already we have found out a liar. So that means the reason Cain lied, he must have taken after his father. The father spoke a lie. The son spoke a lie. And Jesus says, the father of lies. He shall surely not die. Let me tell you something. A pure lie is not dangerous. A pure lie is not dangerous. Half the truth is dangerous. What does it mean? The danger today towards the bride is not going to be posed by a Catholic priest. A message believer, even when they go to funerals and is a Catholic priest, priest preaching, ah, they even close their eyes and wait and say, maybe I might need better to help in the kitchen with cooking because there isn't much to hear. But when somebody carries the spoken weight, you want to hear and a lot of times it will be a lie which is the truth stretched. What does it mean, the truth stretch? It means that there is an element of the truth in that lie. 99% is correct. But there is just one component which is a lie. That's why this bride will never take anything unless it is 100% the weight. Let's continue verse 5. For God does know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. How can Eve so be gullible? They were already gods. 
But because she failed to know the revelation of who she was in that season, the devil can come and promise her something that she already has. Amen. Amen. I know you allow me to preach. I said uh, a half truth is more dangerous than a full lie. Amen. And on here, because I'm dealing with mentors, I will address my brothers. If you walk down the road and you see a completely naked woman, what are you going to do? You're going to scream. Or even run and say, this woman has lost her mind. And even get onto the phone and call the police to come and arrest her for public indecency. But if the same woman can be half naked, I will leave it, leave it at that while you digest it. <laughs> For God doth know that in the day you eat, maybe there's more and you will know, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, what, the, what this animal, as it was speaking, it, it made what it spoke to come at an experiential level that now it can be experienced through sensations. Now, five senses were now employed in the process. The woman looked at the tree. It was pleasant to the eyes. A tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat. And, and there is a conjecture. Conjecture means two events being tied together. And gave also unto her husband with her. And if you want that, go to First Timothy chapter 2. Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived. After she was taught by the serpent, she turned around and gave the very same thing to the husband. And he did it. We're going to get into some real good stuff. Verse 7. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they shoot thick leaves together and made themselves aprons. Now theologians come again and say, they ate an apple. What a special apple. Once it is consumed, you realize that you are not dressed. Well, hallelujah. And my prophet says, can't we find a tree that produces such apples so that we can give more and more people this tree? Are we together? Amen. Let's continue here. It says here, I want you to get to verse, chapter 4, verse 1. And I will come to 3, 6. 3, 6, but let's go to 4, 1. Genesis 4, 1. Just next chapter. And Adam knew Eve, his wife. 
And she conceived and Bear came and said, I've gotten a man from the Lord. Every life, no matter how filthy that life came about, the source thereof is God. The devil can never give life. Only God alone can give life. Both believers and unbelievers, both of them owe their existence to the Almighty God. Although not everyone will worship him, but there is a specific class of people that will worship him. Are we together? Let's check it this way. When you go and look, I've gotten a man from there, and the Bible says, all souls are mine. And the soul that sinneth, that soul shall die. Are we together? Now, verse 2. She again bare his brother, Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. It speaks about conjectures here. Now, we want to go back to three, I think it was three, six, that I wanted to speak about. Three, six, brother. When the woman, I, I wanted to, I, I want to, you see, where it says, and gave also unto her husband with her, and did it. Are we together? Now, when you go into Genesis 4, you realize that Abel and Cain were twins. Are we together? Now, being twin, yet we are going to check something profound. I'm glad that uh, this prophet, educated as he was, I think uh, if a lot of scientists could go and check his material, they would be helped. He told you how cancer evolved. And later, science proves that. Now, Then, when the prophet spoke about this, he said, it is possible for a woman to conceive twin, but be of different fathers. And it caused an uproar within the religious community because the religious community depends on science, but the bride does not depend on science. The bride depends on the word of God. Now, science later, because they always catch up. Remember, Brother Brenham knew what causes the earthquakes and called it the honeycombs. And later, science discovered what it was and they gave it a scientific term. Now, science speaks about heteropaternal superfecundation. That's a big word. Heteropaternal superfecundation. Which means... One womb, one pregnancy, twin, but different fathers. It's a medical term. Are we together? Cain and Abel were brothers. They shared mom. That's why Adam called Eve and said, your name is Eve. 
For you are the mother of all living. But there is nothing that ascribes Adam to be the father of all living. Are you here, folks? I hope we are together. things cannot be known from a school. Are we together? These things can be only known once you come in contact with Malachi 4. Are we together? Now, I think, I think while we speak on this, I, I, I mean, I've already answered you in terms of what happened in the Garden of Eden. Uh, and, and, and folks, let me tell you, these are some of the good subjects that make us to be message believers. You, you are not a fully fledged message believer until you get exposed to the revelation of these things. Are we together? Yes, come to Jesus is fine. Yes, receive blessings is fine. But there's got to be a time where we move on to perfection. Where we meet, we eat eagles' foods. Are we together? And what we know in the Garden of Eden is because once the table was chucked out of heaven, he surveyed the land and picked up one animal that had proximity to a human being and knew that through this animal he can reproduce himself because he always wanted to inject himself in the human race. Are you here, believers? And the brother and the Holy Ghost will never baptize a serpent seed. I'll repeat. And right now, there's been mingling of seeds. You cannot say, this brother is a serpent seed. That's it. No, it's not for you to do the judging. The weight is the one that knows, because the weight can trace its own material. The weight is able to separate a real thing from the thing that is not real. Now, now, it makes you understand why Brother Branham kept on saying to the church, you must, you young ones, before you get married, make sure that you've got the Holy Ghost. Because how would you know without the Holy Ghost? You will end up marrying the wrong seed. But the Holy Ghost will never lead you to the wrong seed. The Holy Ghost will lead you to the real seed. Uh, are we together? Amen. I want to bring back the issue of sensation. Eve was pregnated by sensation. She looked, she saw, she felt. But when you look at Mary, there was no sensation. And when you look at in the end time, the true church does not rely on sensation. And when you look at the false church, you've got, they rely on sensation. I felt the Holy Spirit going down from my head, down to my toe. That has nothing to do with it. But the bride today, she doesn't want to see with the naked eye. She doesn't want to experience. She said, let it be according to your way. When you look at the pregnancy of Eve, there was a human instrumentality. 
But when you look at the pregnancy of Mary, there was no human instrumentality. When you look at the pregnancy of the false church, there is human instrumentality. When you look at the pregnancy of the church of the living God, folks, there is no human instrumentality. How do I know? Where did we find you? We never wrote it down and say, this day we want to go and look for sister so-and-so. She needs to be a message with him. No. You came the way the animals went into the ark. The same power and the same element that brought the animals into the ark it is the same element that brought you into the ark of the hour. Lion made its way into the ark followed by zebra. And zebra never thought the lion would really uh, attack me. Why? Because the lion had the same spirit that was on the zebra. In this church, without the Holy Ghost, we will destroy one another. We've got different natures. If our natures come to the fore, some of you will not even survive one service. Oh, there is a nature that you were born with. It's an ugly nature. It has hatred, it has selfishness, it has jealousy, it has murder in it. But the reason that nature is not there is because you have become a new creature in the Lord Jesus Christ. That means the same spirit. That's why we've got different cultures and races in this church. But we get along. What makes us get along when other races cannot get along is because we are not a racial being. We are spiritual beings. Are we together? Anyway, the moment I, I, if I, as a Zulu, begin to say, ah, that is a Congolese, there's a wrong spirit. There are no Congolese here, there are no Zimbabweans, there are no South Africans. It's the children of God. Yes, the body is Congolese, but the theophany is not Congolese. Now, right from the teaching of the serpent sea, now you see even the mystery of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. In the Garden of Eden, there was a messenger who had a perverted weight that brought sensation and produced the wrong seed. Did you hear? I said there was a messenger. If there is a messenger, there must be there was somebody that sent the messenger. And you mothers, you know, when you send when you send your children to go and buy a grocery, you normally write down, don't forget what. Yes, it's tomato sauce party. I don't want this label. I need this brand. Are we together? Yeah. Don't buy no name. Buy what's the tomato brand? Is it cooked? All gold, you see. So you want to say all gold. If you don't find it, don't buy it. The reason you, you, you are so determined to write everything down is say, goodness, I'm never... Even when he, she has gone out, you even give them a call. Don't forget. You know why? It's because you are sending them 
But because you are not going with them, you doubt whether they will make a right decision. If it was possible, if it was possible for you to embody yourself into them, you are going to say, goodness, I want to be, when I'm in that shop, to look at that tomato sauce in the same way, so you will look at it in the same way that I look at it, because I'm in it. Do you get the spiritual implication? God does not send the messenger. He embodies the messenger so that how the messenger looks is exactly how the one that sent the messenger looking. Are we together? Are you here, church? And when you reject the messenger, you reject the one that the messenger sent because he never sends them without indwelling them. And who was the messenger of Satan, of serpent? Who was the messenger of the serpent? How? Who lied? Serpent lied. Who made him lie? Satan. Incarnated the serpent. And it was no longer the old serpent that used to fellowship. I believe this animal, the day it went to Eve, it was not the first time. I don't believe it was. Because if it was the very first, very first time that Eve would have seen an animal speak, she would have said, no, 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 no. It means, because it had, for me, I think even before Eve came, the animal that really had, uh, that was Adam's body. That could understand when Adam speaks about how things came out and say, wow, yes, yes, it was the serpent. It's the only animal that had the intellectual faculty to comprehend whatever a human being can comprehend. I believe there must have been a lot of times where Adam must have said, God is good, you know, serpent. You know, one day I was sleeping, uh, you know, I felt the emptiness. Amen. And while there is married, unmarried brothers, there is a difference between boredom and loneliness. Boredom is cured by sin. Loneliness is only cured by the weight. Adam was not bored. He was lonely. The problem today, we've got boring people or bored people wanting to get married. Because uh, loneliness, it means there is an emptiness. Loneliness, it means that there is a part, there is a space within you that tells you that uh, this emptiness can be filled up by another being. Are we together? So right there, I believe that uh, Adam must have told Satan and said, you don't know, one day I felt very lonely and the good Lord came down and put me to sleep took one of my ribs and formed a woman. That is how Eve came about. I'm sure the serpent, innocently, no problem at all, must have been said, our God is great. Yeah. And the serpent was not, a, was not a, 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 a crawling. It was, it was upright. Amen. Maybe they were even standing, he was folding his arms like this. And say, brother Adam, God is good. You say, what happened? And he began to explain, hallelujah, 
the same way that uh, Lucifer used to come before God and they would speak together and uh, Lucifer would say, this is what we are going to do and God tells him what he was going to do. Remember, the right hand man in heaven fell and uh, went into the right hand man that fell on the earth. I don't know whether you got that one. Lucifer, Brother Branham says, God brought he, the David on equality basis with him. The only thing that he did not give him was the ability to create. So that means in the bigger, in the supernatural realm, God could speak and among all angels is Lucifer that understood the program of God and said, God is good. We see what you are going to do. While the right hand man is appreciating in heaven, another right hand man was appreciating in the Garden of Eden. And when one, that one fell there, he came down to enjoy this one in the Garden of Eden. But I'm glad that that one, he came down in Eden. This is the battle of right hand men, folks. Did you catch that? But the problem is that the day Adam went, or the serpent went to Eve, Adam was not out of the was out of the picture. And I believe that it was planned by the serpent himself that you know I want to go when the husband is not there. Amen. Any man that would visit another man's wife when the man is not there. He's got a serpent spirit. Amen. I just said it directly. Amen. When they, ah, sister, how are you? Ah, God bless you, brother. You know we are blessed. Sister, don't be blessed and try to share with other men when your husband is not there. Brother, you know that had Eve said, ah, brother serpent, how are you? Ah, let me go and call Adam. The man would have disappeared. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yes. Isn't so, sisters? If another man calls you immediately say, hey, here's my husband. He might say, hey, there is a poor network. Yeah. It's wrong number. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I think when my wife, before we got married, she was working for pick and pay, and they were, you know how these wealthy men are like. There was one man that was pursuing her, and one day he called, and fortunately I was around. Amen. He just said, "Hold on," and give me a call. I say, "Hey, Mona." <laughs> he say, "Hey, forgive me." <laughs> You see, she stepped back and allowed Adam to handle the serpent. Amen. And you sisters that undermine your husbands, you are the ones that normally fall. Until you are misled by other men telling you that, sister, you know you are more spiritual than your husband. That's garbage. No. A wife is a reflection of the, of the husband. If a man says you are better than your husband, he's actually insulting you, my sister. Are you with me? But that day, Eve did not know 
that the serpent was now anointed with another spirit. Eve did not have the discernment. Are you not amazed that in the end time, uh, the serpent spirit has now anointed some ministers and they want to push the prophet away so that they can speak directly to the church. And when you say, let's call Brother Brown, they say, wait, we are done with church, we are done with spoken way. Why? Amen. Mary, there was a messenger, Gabriel, sent by God, Christ. Yes, I said very well, Christ. Amen. And you always say, oh, Christ was not born. No, Christ was never born. Jesus was born. Christ is not the same name of Jesus. Brother, you say Christ was there in the during the time of Moses. That's why, Hallelujah! Are we together? Jesus is the human part of Christ. And with it, today we say Jesus Christ to acknowledge that this Christ was made flesh through Jesus. We are now acknowledging the, the, the meeting place of the deity and the humanity. Are we together? There's many Jesuses, but there's only one Lord Jesus Christ. Messenger. He came, he brought the original weight to Mary. And Mary looked and heard what was spoken and said, let it be according to your own weight. And when she said that, when she said that, then she conceived. And when she conceived, it was the product of the Holocaust. It brought forth a human temple that God came and indwelt it. It takes us somewhere, folks. It takes us somewhere. Then furthermore, then we can ask, why was it impossible to have the coexistence of the Holy Ghost and Jesus? Why couldn't you have Jesus and Holy Ghost at the same time? These things can never be answered by any other. And I'm hear me out, even your visitors. It's not because I'm clever. It's because I met the prophet. It's not because these people are clever. Oh, there's a man sent from God. Now, let's go John 14, verse 16. John 14, verse 16. I hope your Bible is becoming a new book. John 14, verse 16 says, And I will pray the Father. Hallelujah. I, the Son, will pray the Father. Hallelujah. 
that's what a Trinitarian or a two-ness would read it. And he shall give you another comforter, the Holy Ghost. I, the Son, will pray the Father. He shall give you another comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, that he may abide with you forever. It sounds like if you look at it as a grammatical statement, uh, it has the subject, the object, and another object. Are we together? So what it simply means, you can see three entities when you look at it as just a grammatical statement. Yes. But we'll come back to that. Uh, let's go 16 verse 7. John 16 verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. That's the son. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But I depart. I will send him unto you. In the previous verse, he says, I will speak to the father so that he sends you the comforter. Here he says, I will send him to you. Jesus, are you confusing us? Because you said the Father will send him. Now you are assuming authority and say you will send him. Are you, are you the Father? Yes. Scripture must answer scripture. Isaiah 9 verse 6. Isaiah 9 verse 6. We are just having a good Bible study this morning. Isaiah 9 verse 6. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God. Oh, there is a child that can be called Mighty God. And the Bible says there is only one God. But the Bible is making a promise that there will be a child that will come. And he shall be mighty God. Amen. And I've read it to this scripture in this church many a times. I say, unto us a child is born, present tense. Unto us a son is given, present tense. The government shall be future, future tense upon his shoulder. His name shall be called future tense. What does it mean? He will not just become a God when he's born. What will make him God is based on who will take residency in him. Are you here, folks? And the everlasting father, this son shall be the everlasting father. Oh, the comforter will not come. I will ask the father to send him. And later, I will send him. So the son and the father is the same person. Are we together? Philip says, show us the Father. Philip, I've been with you this long. What do you mean when you say I must show you the Father? If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Oh, we thought we were looking at the Son all along. Oh, you did not know. The Son is the Father. But then why is it not possible that you must not leave us, but you send us a comforter? He says, I will send you the comforter. But later he says, little while the world shall see me no more. But yet you shall see me. For I will be in you. 
But why are you leaving? Why don't you just stay and the rest of us wait for the comforter? No! It cannot work like that. I'm a physical flesh. You are able to touch me. But for me to multiply myself, I must go back into the spirit form and multiply myself in every believer. The Holy Ghost is the Son. Are you here, folks? Now, do you see why all men wanted to live during our time? We are living during a great time. Hallelujah. The Son is the Father. The Father is the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the Father. The Father is the Son. It's just a second. It's offices and God through this great drama is confusing the table. And furthermore, he's confusing theologians. Blessed are those that know these things. Alright. Health. What is health? A lot of times, amen. Sometimes certain things, Amen. You've got to understand them. Hell has always been used by ministers as a scare crowd. Just to make the church be afraid. Even they themselves did not even know what hell is. And we did not even know what hell is until the messenger came. Because we all knew that there's coming a time we will be thrown into the lake of fire and burned forevermore. Forevermore. You, just burning. Eternally burning. So goodness, I'm going to burn eternally. Then later we wanted to know We have been saying that unless you receive the gospel or we receive the Lord Jesus Christ as the personal Savior, you will not have eternal life. But on the other hand, we say, if you don't receive him, you will go to hell and burn eternal. You can never burn eternal unless you've got eternal life to experience the eternal death. Fire. You get what I mean? So, it means, and, and, and we have found out, eternal life is God himself. Then how are you going to bend in hell eternally if you don't have God himself? For you to bend eternally, it means you must have God and bend eternally. Do you see some contradictions now? Because if you don't make a scripture to interpret a scripture, you are having a problem. Now, later we found out, as married people that are here have told their better half, I will love you forevermore. Does that forevermore mean eternally? Because if he dies or she dies, she gets married again, and your forever is in the grave. So, 
it simply means and you will understand this statement an endless period of time endless period of time it is still time because why for you to see the end there's got to be the beginning forever takes place within the time dimension but eternal takes place outside the time dimension and anything that is that is within the time dimension had a beginning and shall have an end but anything that is outside the time dimension has got no beginning and shall have never end. It's like a cycle. There's somewhere where you're going to get something beautiful even from teaching on hand. If something is eternal, it means it has always been there and will always be there. Eternal and immortal, I'm not playing with words here. There's somewhere where I'm going. Eternal and immortal there's a slightly difference there. Because with immortal, it tells you there is a part that is mortal, that is swallowed by something that is immortal. There's a mortality element in immortality. And what brings the mortality not to the end is the immortal part that comes into the mortality part. Are you with me? Now, for us to understand what is hell, we've got to go back to the sixth chapter, Genesis. In Genesis, it says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. In the beginning. Beginning, now the moment you speak about beginning, you speak about time element. And God created. The moment you speak about creation, it's time element. So from the very first verse in the Bible, we, we see time coming into the picture. Heaven and earth was made. We know that the earth is the matter. And right to the end, which is a conjecture, two events being linked together. Because we know that if God creates, he creates something perfect. And, which means there was a time space, a conjecture. The earth was without form. And void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. But you know that God cannot create a shapeless thing. There must have been something that made it to be shapeless. And the spirit of God moved. Now we see the scientific people will say we see velocity but this velocity is not a physical velocity it's a spiritual move and this move started there and has never stopped and what troubles the devil is this spiritual move from right there when the spirit of God moved he thought he stopped it in Genesis 3, but it moved further. He, stopped, he thought he stopped it in Gethsemane, it moved further. He thought he stopped it 
right during the dark ages, it moved further. And that same spirit is still moving today. And you are the product of that movement. Which started right there. A supernatural move. And God said, let there be light. Another dimension. You've got matter, time, and light. And the move of God. Are we together? Now, Brother, let me say something here uh, about us. Because now we, in question and answers, paragraph 62, he says, When God created me, William Brenham, I was before the foundation of the world. He made my being, my spirit. I wasn't conscious of anything as far as I know of. I was there. I don't believe you are getting it. See how the prophet can speak right there, but bring it now. I don't believe you are getting it. But now, just a minute. Jesus told the disciples that he knew them before the foundation of the world. And Paul said here, he chose us in him before the world began. Now, there was some part of me, Omen Neville, the rest of you all here, that's in Christ Jesus before the world ever began. Do you hear? There's a part that was in Christ before the world ever began. And we cannot find you here unless we find that part in you. And what brings you to him is when that part is found. Are we together? And here's to my analysis of that. I think that the people today that are possessed with this spirit, he puts a capital letter S, or this spirit, capital letter, a small letter S, a part of this angelic beings, spirits, small letter, which rotated of God. What is it when we speak about rotation? The world or the earth is rotating, isn't so? That means when you speak about rotation, you speak about an object that is moving around the x-axis, isn't so, you scientific people? So that means as soon as it rotates off, that means it moves out of the rotation, isn't so? So he simply tells you that there was a, a big rotation that was taking place in eternity around that great being, but then the spirits rotated off. But this spirit is still part of that rotation. Somewhere where I'm going. Which rotated of God. That never fell in the beginning. Resisted the devil's lie. The people that will resist the devil's lie are the people that were rotating. He said this spirit, he doesn't say they were created. They rotated off. They moved out of that being, but they are still part of that being. What what happens because the earth rotates around the sun, isn't so? When Brother Ram spoke about this, then I wondered, if the earth is rotating around the the sun, what would happen if the earth was to rotate off? 
And he answered the same question in the message. Show us the father, paragraph 35. He said, what would happen if this world would spin just a little bit out of its orbit, away from the sun? We would be an iceberg in one minute. If you were to move around away from the sun, you become an iceberg, which means uh, a, an ice, a big ice that we together. Are you here, folks? If you move away from the S-O-N, you will become cold, indifferent, and die. There, but he says, we'll be an iceberg in one minute. But if the, it went into the sun, it would burn the next moment. So that means the earth has got to be not far away from the sun and neither into the sun, but should be closer to the sun. You shall follow the ark, but don't get too close and don't get too far. Are you here, folks? You will be a mature God, but it doesn't mean that you will become the God. There is still God who is the creator of all. Are we together? But don't stay away from your amateur God title. You need to come closer to it. Because if you move away from it, you have lost your Godship. And when you lose your Godship, you become an iceberg. But it's not, don't be too close and yet too far. Be within a range. Does it make sense, folks? Hell is not eternal. If it was created, it had a beginning, and it will be done away. Amen. Amen. In closing, they asked, there's a lot of hatred, complexes, malice, that is created by, I mean, I was looking at a picture, I think it is in Syria, there were strikes, and it was just a, a five, a six-year-old boy who had his own three-year-old sister, and the young man was just covering his own sister, protecting the sister from a strike in Syria. I mean, a child at that age trying to protect your own sister against egotistic men that are just fighting to show who's got a bigger nuclear button. But because of these egos, lives are suffering. And some of these conflicts are territorial. Some are racial. Some are tribal. You look at what's happening in the land of Congo, or even what is happening here in South Africa, or among the Zulus and the Gosas, and there were tribal wars. Just because somebody does not belong to a tribe group, uh, then there's begin to be hatred. So these are demons that hijack 
tribal sentiments, racial okay. sentiments, right. and create havoc, hatred, until people suffer. Which again? Yeah. And when you check, uh, this prophet, he comes, they asked him a question. Somebody just became a curious, curious and say, why do we have people of different races? He answered, and the reason I'm taking you to that is because I once had a friend when we were growing up and we used to talk about these things. Then he said, uh, I remember, he said, uh, that answer of Brother Brenham, it was lukewarm. But I don't, think he, I don't think he had malicious intention. I think he was just a, still young, maybe not understanding the gravity of who Brother Brenham is. But Brother Brenham just simply answered this question, but there's somewhere I'm going. He says, they asked him and say, or he answered, he says, why do people from different parts of the world have different color skin? Why do people from the tropical generally have darker skin color than those who live in colder climates? It was a question along those lines. Brother Brenham says, just because one skin is black and the other one is brown and another one yellow and the other one white, that has nothing to do with it. The Bible said God of one blood made all men. You find that in Acts 17 verse 26 where it says, And hath made one blood of all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth. The Bible says God of one blood made of all men, that's right. The places we lived in, changing our color, had nothing to do with it. One man, all nations. So Brother Brahman simply said, the reason there is a color variation is because of a, a geographic environment. Yes. I wish you get And I remember some of these, I said, this friend said, ah, but this, this was the look. But later you go and find, science says, variations in human skin color are adaptive traits that correlate closely with geography and the sun's ultraviolet radiation. As early humans moved into hot, open environments in search of food or water, one big challenge was keeping cool. The adaptation that was favored involved an increase in the number of sweat lands on the skin while at the same time reducing the amount of body hair. With less hair, perspiration could evaporate more easily and cool the body more efficiently. But this less hairy skin was a problem because it was exposed to a very strong sun, especially in lands near the equator. That's why those that stay along the equator uh, line, you find a lot of times they are darker. Isn't so? So Brother Bram comes, and I can go, it's a long article how he speaks about but he just reduces it, answered it then. Then science comes to confirm that actually we are one family, but as we scatter and move into different climates, we assumed different pigmentation. Are we together? But politicians have taken those variations and they are using them for their political agenda. And that's why we in the message, we are not supposed to be the subjects of politics. Politics is rotten to the core. It's of the David. 
Can I get an amen on that one? It doesn't matter who you favor as your favorite politician. All of them are anointed by the spirit of Satan. They are there for their own personal agenda. Are we together? And they will use whatever mechanism they have at their disposal to sow discord and hatred and divide the people. We come from God. We go back to God. And when we get on the other side, it will be people from different races, from different nationality, and that entire host of heaven shall sing unto the Lamb. But it begins here. Loving your brother, loving your sister, because you rotated off God. On those notes, God bless you richly. Amen. And just stand to our feet. That is our diet, folks. Don't be ashamed. This is our diet. Amen. Yeah. I see sometimes when you touch on these things, uh, I don't know whether the brothers have switched me off or is it me. So, Whenever you touch on these things uh, and people see movements, people get nervous. No, let me. When Brother Bram preached marriage and divorce, they would used to take the handbags and leave. Amen. We don't say they left because we are preaching these things, but I'm simply saying uh, we are not sensitive to the movements. We are sensitive to that. What is being preached by the prophet is still being preached. And if, you can, if any man can swallow these things, it's a real city. She's a real seed. Are we together? Anybody can come to Jesus as long as he, he will give you a house. Amen. But sometimes this is the DNA test. Amen. I love him. I love him, brother. Amen. I love him.
Heavenly Father, yes, dear God. God, we give you all the honor, all the glory. Mm. We are so grateful, Lord, about the message of the hour. Yes. Father, you gave us a spiritual manna from heaven. Mm. Spiritual foods in Jews' season. We are so grateful, Lord Jesus we stand before you this day saying we are one of them. Yes. One of them. Mm. Father, Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you about men like Pastor Mariba, Lord. Mm. Father, Holy Spirit, who, who sent Lord to give us the end time message. Yes. The message of the hour, Lord. Mm. And we thank you, Lord, about Marian William Brenham. Hallelujah. The end time messenger, Lord. Yes. Father, Holy Spirit, who, oh Lord, you gave and Lord Jesus Christ revealed the message of the hour unto him. Mm. That's why we are feasting so much. Yes. That's why, Lord Jesus Christ, we are feasting with the revealed word of God. Mm. Not just the word of God, but the revealed word of God. Because Lord Jesus Christ at the end time, you have revealed this message unto us, Lord. The bride of Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, you live in us, Lord, because you gain preeminence yes. in us, Lord. Thank you. You reign in us, Lord. Mm. You talk in us, Lord. Exactly. You walk in us, Lord. Amen. You speak the word out of us, Lord. Yes. It's no more us speaking. Mm. It's you who speak. Thank you, dear God. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you so much, Lord, about this message, Lord. Father, Holy Spirit, I've seen brothers and sisters here with the cross, Lord. The glory from you, God. Yes. Lord, who you saved at the end time. Mm. Who this message is revealed unto them. Mm. Father, Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you so much, Lord, for us also being in their midst, Lord. Mm. Being one of them, Lord. We are so grateful, Lord, and thankful, Lord, because we can say we are one of them. If it wasn't for you, Lord Jesus Christ, mm. where would we be, Lord? Yes. We are so great and thankful, Lord, because we can say today, we are one of your children. Mm. You save us by your blood, Lord Jesus Christ. You purchase us, Lord. Yes. Lord Jesus Christ, by a high price, mm. the blood of God. Father, Holy Spirit, bless this church. Yes. Father, bless the light, Lord. Yes. Bless the pastor, Lord. Let it be so, Father. Bless everybody here who mm. enter this and goes out. Yes. Let him or her be blessed, Lord. Let it be so. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, I love this church. Yes. I love the pastor of this church. Mm. In Jesus Christ's name. Because we are brothers and sisters. Yes. You are our Father, Lord, mm. in Jesus Christ. Yes. That's why, Lord, Father Holy Spirit, although there is a variety mm. of color of the skin, yes. but the blood is one. The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Wash our sins away, Lord. By that blood, Lord, we are one. Yes, Lord. And we are a better God. Yes. 
We are the children of God in Jesus Christ's name. Father, Holy Spirit, we thank you about this sermon, this message, Lord of the Hour, that has been preached today. Let everyone, Lord, carry this message into his theophany, went back home, Lord, and feast upon it, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, Holy Spirit, I thank you, Lord, in Jesus Christ's name. To be here, Lord. Yes. I'm grateful, Lord. Thank you. To be here, Lord. Mm. I'm happy, Lord. Yes. About the end time message. Yes. In Jesus Christ's name, believing and trusting in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I say, Lord, thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen and amen. God bless you richly. We'll see you on Wednesday, 6 o'clock. And then the rest of you will see you uh, at the wedding. You are all invited. Hallelujah. Amen. You are all my guests. Amen. Just punched the name of the place. Brother, do you mind maybe to bring a blank PowerPoint so that people can know what is the spelling? Will you punch it on your smartphone? Not this one. Just, just a blank PowerPoint. I want you to type something for me. Or uh, maybe it needs soundtrack while it's coming out. <laughs> you know. All right. Is it? Are we ready? Okay, just bring the blank screen out. I advise you. Write Le Home. Make it very big. Somewhere five side. Yeah. You see, that's why I wanted you to write. I know Zulus will not get it right. It's like me who asked me to write in Zoom. Yeah, this is the right one. Just make it bigger. Very big. Very big. It's a big town, you know. Oh, but they're not that big. Smaller again. Just one phone down. Drag it and take it up there. The text takes on the top there. You can drag it. Okay. Uh, yeah. You just write this on your. You just write this on your smartphone. But actually, write Civic Center, the Wahom Civic Center. that is driving a red golf if you can just reverse your car and make a space yeah this is how you put it on your smartphone it will take you there run about two hours 30 minutes from the wheel bank to get there hallelujah 
uh, when you get to the mall, the place is just behind the mall. That is where we'll be. Nine o'clock will definitely be time conscious so that we release you early. Amen. From Hrobrasdal side, uh, maybe when you're in Hrobrasdal, my phone will be open. Just tell me that you are there. I'll tell, tell you the quickest way to get out of Hrobrasdal, which is much easier. Tart road nicely. Amen. So don't worry, there's no gravel road. Tart all the way. God bless you, Rachel. See you on Wednesday, some of you on Saturday, and some of you on Sunday. God bless you richly. Give us a song till we meet. It has been wonderful to minister to you. Amen. Yes.